Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats. We're part of the B-League Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that's out of the way, i got to get to my comrade, my compatriot, my co-host, my partner in crime. He is not on the streets of Gotham. He's not in the Batmobile. He's not in the Batcave. He is in Wayne Manor. Joining us today is Bruce Wayne. Oh, Alex Roy. Yeah, there you go. Alex Roy. Very debonair of me, yes, I know, but uh, just at home chilling, having a. Uh, I, I'm gonna let you know Robin take over and and battle the streets of Gotham while I stay here and enjoy family time, which Bruce Wayne in real life never got a chance to. Mm, that's tough, but hey, Robin needs the reps, so it's all good. Yes. Um, so Alex, uh, in terms of Thunder fandom, you know, there's still not a lot going on in terms of like you know the team. We are officially a month away. We're getting from- there from Thunder basketball returning. So that is exciting. But today in the last bit of basketball content that we will have, there was actually a lot to happen in terms of the Thunder. So starting off in the third place game, I don't think that, or no, there's no, I don't think we definitely did not get a talk since Canada was eliminated from the, you know, contention for the championship or the world cup final Mm. by Serbia. By the gold. We did not get the gold. Yeah, so uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich went nuts. There was a guy, Avramovich, who literally watched Shea film for two days in order to like try to play the best defense possible yeah. on him. And you know he did play good defense, but the rest of the team kind of sold as well. So uh, it, it, it wasn't just Shea, but yeah, it, it was just one of those times where you know things didn't go right. But I mean, that's did. just that's just the uh, the nature of of the tournament itself. You know, it's not like we have three game series, five game series, anything like mm-hmm. that. It's, you know, win or go home type thing. And sometimes you just have a bad night. Yep, absolutely. And, but it did set up the matchup everybody's waiting for in U.S. versus Canada. It did. Because U.S. did their part by losing their game to Germany. To Germany. Shout out Dennis Schroeder, who did not shoot 426 in that game. And we the Wagners. That. Yeah, Mo Wagner, Franz Wagner. Um, and then, oh, what was that one guy's name? Alex Opst. Yeah. He made like a million threes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was awesome as well. But, yeah. Um, so, kind of bearing the lead here, uh, before we get into the third place game, Germany did win the FIBA World Cup. They beat Serbia today, a final score, 
Dennis Schroeder was masterful. Thunder legend. It's the only reason I'm highlighting him here. He had 28 points, had great efficiency from the field, and was actually named the FIBA World Cup MVP. So, shout out Dennis Schroeder. Um, you know, hold up, what? He was named the MVP? Yeah, he was the FIBA World Cup MVP. Oh man, that's bull, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought that you know, I thought they were gonna be like, you know, a couple, a couple days afterwards or something like that. Alex said, "I'm gonna let you finish," but yeah, hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, now there was a the what I think they called it the top five or something like that. I don't know. Basically, like the first team all tournament, whatever. It was Dennis Shea, Anthony Edwards, Luka Doncic, and Bogdan Bogdanovich. But yeah, Dennis got the MVP. So I can see that. But yeah, I mean, shout out Dennis. You know, I mean, he was he killed it all tournament. Like, you know, he was getting buckets except everywhere. Yeah, except for that game. But, you know, he still made plays down the stretch in order to, you know, help them win in that game. And, you know, from what I saw, he was instrumental in the win today against Serbia. And, you know, it was um, – it's been a rough road for Dennis ever since he left OKC. He's had a hard time finding a place to call home. It's been a, it's and, been a, rough, it's been a rough road since he turned down that, you know, four-year, $84 million contract from the, from the Lakers. Yeah, that that as well. I mean, you know, it's kind of reminiscent to the Nerlens Noel contract from the Mavericks turning it down. So, um, but yeah, no, obviously, he feels right at home playing with Germany. Uh, that's kind of like his comfort zone. He's on the Raptors this year under contract. Ironically, he'll be playing in Canada, and you know, clearly he still has a lot to offer. I don't think the Raptors are going to be like a crazy team or anything like that, but. You know, I, I hope that Dennis, you know, gets the ball out, gets to, you know, kind of play his game, and also, you know, maybe he finds a home. Yeah, I mean, Dennis. I mean, Dennis just kind of reminds me a lot of like Reggie Jackson. You know, where they have aspirations and they have skill enough to be a starter in the league, but they don't necessarily have enough talent to be a standout in as a starter in that position. You know, where they're actual probably standout position would have been as a change of pace six man that comes in you know especially against the the second tier defenders on the other team and you know actually puts in more work that way maybe has a couple six man of the year awards but you know guys don't want that they you know guys want to be starters and and so that's where Dennis Schroeder has kind of been you know throughout this journey after OKC after Atlanta it's kind of been on that journey trying to find that team that you know actually keeps him as a starter for for more time than just a year yeah but you know in the meantime you know we do you know got to give credit where it's due FIBA world cup mvp that is awesome i uh, got a drop of that's tough fire emoji 100 emoji in the chat for for one time for dennis shooter that's tough that's tough um all right man well hey let's get into the actual Thunder stuff, you know, shout out Thunder Legend. Well, let's talk about a couple of Thunder Legends that are still on the Thunder that got to play today. Um, Team Canada beat Team USA 127-118 in overtime in what turned out to be just an absolute classic of a basketball game. Man, man, oh man. The, um, um, the, uh, the reviewables from this game that will be seen for years on in. Uh, are, are going to be – there's a couple of them in this game. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, you know, I mean, we, we'll talk about stats, but, like, and, you know, hand up. Like, I chose sleep this morning. I didn't get to watch this game. 
Um, I saw everything in the aftermath. I think I actually woke up like as the game was ending. I got to see some of the highlights and stuff like that. So I'm not super informed. Alex, you said you got to watch all of overtime. So mm. we'll get to overtime in a second. But you know what I do know that happened was Canada had the ball in Shea's hands. He made a two-pointer, I think, to put them up two. Mikael Bridges came down. He got fouled, made one free throw. Missed the next one, got the rebound, and took you know took off to the corner and hit a three. Uh, well, actually, to tie the game. actually, what happened was, so Shea hit like a uh, hit like an eight, 18, 19 footer, just like mm-hmm. a, a difficult shot to put him up by two. Is that one over Bridges? Uh, yeah, either Bridges or Reeves. You know, they were I think they were searching out Reeves a lot mm-hmm. um, in that fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, he hit that um, and then came back down. Um, Anthony Edwards missed a shot. They got the rebound, and Dylan Brooks got fouled, and he hit both free throws. So they were up by four. So this is what sets up the last possession for U.S., where you know they come down. You know Bridges grabs a rebound, an offensive rebound actually, and tries to go back up, and he gets fouled. So this mm-hmm. is what sets up this play. Yeah, no, I mean, and that that three was crazy, man. That was crazy, man. <laughs> Absolutely, that was like insane. that 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 spot of that miss was just perfect, like for him. And I, and I think he left he left the line a little bit early, but they didn't call that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it was it, it's gonna be one of those plays that lives on in, in FIBA lore, where you know this guy grabbed the rebound, you know, ran over to the three point line, turned around, did a fadeaway, and basically just hit it to send his team to overtime. You know, in the in the bronze game. So it's, you know, shout out to, to Mikhail Bridges. Still, still love the guy. Still would love him on our team. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Especially, oh especially with the defense and the shooting that he's showcased in this world cup. I mean, today he, he was, was, he was their best three. player. He was so their I, best player this, this whole tournament. Most mm-hmm. consistent best player this whole tournament. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you there. And I kind of said that going in, I, I thought that he was going to prove himself to be, Obviously, Anthony Edwards gets a lot of the shine just because he's more flashy, like, loud player. But in terms of, like, you know, just top to bottom, like, all-around player, yeah, I I think Mikhail Bridges was the best guy out there. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, no, I do got to say, like, you know, obviously we're not in the NBA or anything like that, but, like, any time that I've played, like, organized basketball, mm-hmm. every time you line up at the free throw line, and this is the second, you know, free throw attempt or the last free throw attempt, Hey, I got shooter. Hey, do you got shooter? Like you always try to figure out who's boxing out shooter, and nobody boxed out shooter. So, um. well, I mean, it's not just. I mean, I, the shot went to the went to the right, and so instead of like the shooter going into the lane, you know, he just kind of navigated outside of the lane and got the ball and and went up from there. Yeah, but still, nobody put a body on him. Yeah, dude. nobody. He did. went in untouched. That's yeah. that's the thing. But yeah. Um, all right, so obviously this setup over time, uh, Kelly Olenek actually had a oh, shot. My God, well, the Kelly Olenek shot was like it was this close to uh-huh. going in. Like it was, everybody held their breath, especially the U.S. Whenever that shot went up, he had some Boston Celtics game seven flashbacks there. Yeah. Um, you know, he almost became Kelly Olenek, but he did not. So we transitioned into overtime, and Alex, this is where so you get close, to cook, man. So close for him to be Kelly O'Himmick. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, how, so, well, so overtime. Well. Yeah, how 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 to overtime? Go? Oh, like overtime, like overtime. you know, um, SGA came out wanted to put his imprint on the game. Um, he, you know, he had a he had a a mid range shot. 
you know, went back, went down, they missed it, you know, U.S. missed it, and then he came back and he did the play that everybody's seen on, on Twitter uh, where he basically shakes Reeves and then in the process shakes Bridges. Bridges falls to the ground. He steps back, three-pointer in their face. Boom, everybody's cheering. He's, you know, running back to the other end of the floor, smiling. Um, you know, and just kind of like – that play for a second? Like, I'm, like I've, I've, I've watched it probably 100 times today, and I still don't understand how Mikel Bridges ends up falling down on that play. I think he went. I think he went to help, and I think the Hezzy caught him right as as he was going into help. And you know, sometimes the the top part of your body moves in a different direction than the bottom part of your body does. Yeah, um, and that's basically what happened to to Mikhail Bridges. And you know, he, he fell down. I don't think I don't I don't necessarily think it was an ankle breaker. I just think it was a a change of direct, which I think is the definition of an ankle breaker. But I think it was just a change of direction type Hezzy thing that. You're, you know, one part of your body is moving the other way, one way, and the other part is moving the other way, and that causes you to kind of trip and fall. Um, but, but yeah, man, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a James Harden esque type, um, you know, type ankle breaker, but it was a Shea anchor breaker, and it was good enough. Yeah, I gotta see. Uh, Worldwide Bob said something really funny about it. I, I just gotta find it real quick. Okay, he said, "What is it about this dang step back that always has?" At least one defender looking like Sonic lost his rings. Uh, yeah, I can see that. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, continue with overtime. All right, so yeah, so you know, he basically puts up, put the U.S. up five. I mean, put the Canada up five by then. U.S. comes down. I think uh, I forgot who got fouled, um, but they hit one of two free throws, and then you know he comes back down and he it's another jumper. And, you know, oh, no, no, he hits two free throws. He hits two free throws. That gets him to 31 points. But I think that basically gave um, gave Team Canada the, the, the cushion they needed to, you know, go just, you know, play out the rest of overtime, and they, you know, eventually won. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the, uh, you know, just kind of looking at the stats here, you know, Shea was masterful, like 30 oh gosh, points. Yeah. 11 of 20, so, like, great field goal percentage. Uh, hit all eight of his free throw attempts. Didn't go to the line a million times for all you free throw merchant Shea kind of got people. Um, had six rebounds, which, you know, just kind of looking. Tell the assist like, numbers. Tell me assist numbers. Yeah, yeah, the assist numbers. So, he had 12 assists and one turnover. Oof. And from what I saw from people that got to watch the whole game, Shea was getting doubled a lot. Yeah, it's basically, you know, blitzing. He was just yeah. blitzed every time he got the ball. And I, I heard a uh, shout-out. I think Homa Hoops is his at. Um, he said that Shea has made the right decision out of every double team. And, you know, that led to 12 assists. That and, you know, Dylan Brooks hitting 7 of 8 from 3. That helps a little bit as well. But um, he was the recipient of a lot of those assists. But, yeah, yeah. like, you know, whenever this World Cup happened, you know, I was – like, one of my hot takes was, like – it's not going to be crazy to put Shea and Luca like in the same tier. And I, I think we're there, you know, we kind of talked about it in the last podcast, but like, you know, we talk about Shea taking a leap in certain areas every off season. And while we would love for him to become a volume three point shooter, uh, it doesn't seem to be in the cards anytime soon, but what we did see and have seen is the leaps and bounds he's starting to take as a defender and as a playmaker. And, you know, if he can continue to do that, 
continue to be a dominant scorer and continue to get to the line um, consistently, efficiently, then you know he's just going to continue to rise up the ranks of the NBA hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's just a it's a getting to know you type thing, and I think more national games, more national attention, you know, that will get more of the public to knowing who Shea is. Um, and I and I just think you know the one thing that I look at this is I look at I look at Team Canada. And yeah, I look at their players and I look at, you know, RJ Barrett and I look at Kelly Olenek, um, you know, Lou, Dylan Brooks, Nikhil, you know, Naw. And then I look at the Thunder and I'm like, you know, top to bottom, like, we have better players. You know, we have Chet, we have J Dub, we have, you know, um, Giddy, we got, you know, Joe as a shooter, we got this, we got that, Mitchich, all that. We have all, you know, all those things. This team runs very deep and just, getting to see Shea play with our team, you know, with all those players, all those, you know, what I would term as NBA players. I'm, I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, I do want to ask, you know, obviously Canada was missing a couple people, Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins are like the big names that kind of stick out and, you know, obviously provide some star power and definitely would have helped and probably would have helped them secure, you know, at least the top two medal. Uh, they end up getting the bronze medal, but they could have got silver or gold, I think. But um, are there any players that you would like to see on Team Canada in the Olympics next year that weren't on the team this year? Besides, you know, obviously the Wiggins and Jamal Murray and the obvious names. I mean, you got like your your Chris Boucher's. Um, mm-hmm. I think he would have been a, a good big man out there to throw out there. Um, man, to tell you the knowledge of of all the Canadian NBA players that are out there, I really don't have that knowledge, you know, per per se. Uh, but I, I think I think Team Canada can stack up a team that is, you know, twelve deep as far as NBA players. Um, you know, so I, you know I couldn't tell you too many too many Canadian players off the top of my head, but. I do think that they have enough players in the NBA to where they can stack up 12 NBA players on that team. Yeah, I, I'm trying to see what I said. Okay, so I, I tweeted this out afterwards. Um, I had a brain fart because I, I hand up. Uh, I woke up really early to watch this game, and uh, I stayed up really late to watch Thursday Night Football, so it was not a good combination. Uh, I thought Harrison Barnes was Canadian. That's on me. He's definitely not. <laughs> What? He actually played for USA in, in FIBA competition last time. So, um, but no, um, obviously Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins. I said, mm-hmm. but I said the guys like Benedict Matherin, oh Shaden yeah, Sharp, yeah, uh, or I, even I forget, I forget your, that they are they are Canadian. Even your boy Leonard Miller. I think Leonard Miller could be like a sneaky dog in FIBA competition, just oh, because yeah. of his defensive versatility. Playmaking with the ball. I mean, the thing is, like somebody like Dwight Powell, like Leonard Miller, could basically be the next Dwight Powell. You know, as mm-hmm. far as people playing, as far as in the NBA, you know, he has he has that skill set that Dwight has. Um, a little bit shorter, but I think he he is going to be more of that trash man type player in the league, not necessarily like a like a guy that dominates the ball. Um, and so yeah, I could, I could definitely see Leonard Miller doing, and he's an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, there's some options. I, th- I think some other people, you know, they threw out Chris Boucher, like you were saying. 
Uh, Kim Birch is another guy. Kim. You know, he's not like obviously not a phenomenal NBA player, but He's in the NBA, and that, that definitely counts for something. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the roster kind of shakes up um, yeah. going into I mean, the like, Olympics. I mean, it's like you look at the, the USA squad, and mm-hmm. the team that you saw playing in, in FIBA, you know, World Cup basically is, is not going to be the team that goes out to the Olympics. Like, you're going to have some extra players added to that, like a Steph maybe, like a LeBron maybe. And I, I, don't, I don't think LeBron and Steph are going to play, but you're going to have more superstar-ish players. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing and maybe even Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, yeah, Tatum for sure. and all them, you know. And so, you know, you can have possibly, depending on how Chet plays, you can have Chet playing in that, you know, on the Olympic mm-hmm. um, or J Dub. You know, they played on select team, so we'll see. We'll see, man. Like, I think what you saw out here, like, I think for I think Team Canada, you're gonna see a lot of the same players out there for the Olympics versus Team USA. I, I think, I think maybe. Four players from this team make the the Olympic roster. Yeah, and that is totally fair. But I, I do think that Canada has like established themselves as like you know we're not a team that's just gonna roll over. We're not like you know just like a laughing stock of a team anymore. Like we're legit, and it's funny because you know we're both American citizens, but very much rooting for Canada in international competition. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. you know what? If if Team USA would have gone to the gold medal game and and they would have won, I would have been like, hey, yay, you know. Uh, but they're playing our neighbors to the north. We, you know, we don't have any ill will towards Canada. It's not like you know, it's not like we're playing North Korea or something like that. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's our it's our nicer neighbors to the north, and you know, we just happen to have two of the players on that team on on our squad here. So, sorry, you know, at this point. But if you know, if Chet plays in the Olympics next year, and it's gonna be tough. I got a random question for you. I want to mm-hmm. ask, and I think that you can take this logically more than some of the other mem- members of the pod. So we'll just throw it out there and see. What you trade? Just basketball wise, like just take 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 away the personalities, just like on floor basketball wise. Would you trade Willie Dort for Dylan Brooks? Oh my gosh. No, I would not. Well, so okay. What did you say? You take away what? Take away the personalities. Ah, shit. Um, I would say so. I would say no. Mm-hmm. Take away the personality. See, that's the hardest part of it, man. That's like yeah, there's factors both ways. Yeah, Absolutely. there is. There is, and the, and the thing is, like, Lou Dort has been raised in our system. He's been raised, you know, with our coach, with our system. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to separate that from, from the cornball and goofball that Dylan Brooks can be sometimes out there <laughs> on the floor. You know, and it's, it's kind of like, like last night, um, you know, the UFC fight. Uh, I know it was Adesaya was the defending champ, but the guy who beat him, um, nobody took him seriously. Like he was, he was a guy that was seen as kind of like a – like a clown, you know, just a guy that he had talent, but he had he also had a personality that kind of kept them from from reaching that point. Um, and then he finally put it all together last night, and he beat he, he beat you know the champion, and he, and he became the new champ, the new I think it was middleweight middleweight uh, champion for UFC. Um, and so I, I think like Dylan Brooks, like he has the ability to be a 
to be a game changer out there defensively, to be a game changer when he's hitting those three pointers. And, and, and honestly to play in a system, like I think, I think Shay, one of the, one of the best things that he did on this team was he has the respect of everybody on this team. Like they knew it was him and that they should not be out here trying to play one-on-one whenever he's still on the floor. Um, and so to answer your question, I, I would probably not um, because I do think they do play two different brands of defense. Mm-hmm. And I think loses while not as appreciated, uh, I think his is more on ball versus Dylan's, which yes. is more like bothersome. Um, and so I would take Lou for that. And so I would stick with Lou, but, I mean, but taking away the personality, it's close. You know, it's, it's yeah. not, you know, if you make the trade, you're like, okay, I get it. You know, I, I understand what, you know, what we're doing here. Maybe, you know, Dylan Brooke Brooks is able to shoot a little bit better than Lou. Uh, but he still has those times where he likes to go rogue a little bit and likes to take over a game. And I've seen Lou do that a little bit, but I think Lou has more done it because of necessity Whereas Dylan Brooks does that whenever Jaws on the floor, whenever Triple J is on the floor, um, and so I would probably go with Lou for this team for the Thunder as constructed. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, Ludor's three years younger. Um, he's on a more controllable contract than Dylan Brooks is at this point. Um, I, you know, like you were saying, Ludor I think has the edge on ball defense, off ball. Dylan Brooks I think is a much better defender. Um, obviously, Dylan Brooks is a better shooter at this juncture in his career. Dylan Brooks is a better finisher at this juncture. In his he career. is. He is. He's a really good finisher. Um, I do think Dort has a little bit better ball handling, and I do think you know he. Um, obviously, if, if we factor in personality, like it's it's not even close. No, but, it's not even close. You know, I, I do just gotta say, like I was, I came away impressed with Dylan Brooks out of the FIBA World Cup. I mean, I did too, man. I think I think Dylan Brooks is. Look, he's he's a good basketball player. I mean, he he was able to play on that Memphis team, you know, and before this this year, before it became an issue, a big time issue. Um, you know, he was able he was a he was a key cog in that team. Uh, he was a key cog in the team that finished second in the West a couple years ago. Um, and so he's not he's not a a terrible basketball player. He just has a personality personality that's difficult to mesh with. And it kind of reminds me of, of Draymond. You know, Draymond has a very difficult personality. And if he was not in a winning situation like in Golden State, I think he would be one of these players that has a shelf life on a team where they can only stand him for like two to three seasons and then he has to go. Um, and so, you know, I, I was impressed by Brooks. And I was – and I did go into this tournament just saying like, oh, this dude's a joke. This guy's a joke. He's going to – no, he, I mean, he showed out. He showed out, and, you know, he showed his shooting. He showed his finishing. Um, he showed his defensive ability, his, his ability to uh, to frustrate the other team's um, offensive player, offensive star. Um, and so, you know, good on him. I'll be watching him in Houston, see what he does. You know, it would be very interesting to see how Olympic Brooks translates mm-hmm. into, you know, Houston Rockets, Dylan Brooks. Um, but – but yeah, it was he, he did a good job. He did a good job. Very good job. It'll be interesting to see how he does playing not alongside Shea Goodless Alexander. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Getting a bunch of open looks off driving kicks. So yeah. Um just the last piece of news I wanted to report is uh Josh Giddy was actually awarded the first ever Wanda Rising Star Award for the FIBA World Cup. 
Um, candidates were, I'm trying to see. So we got, um, well, hang on, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, that, that's a different stat. I'm trying to find who the candidates were. Okay, so Nikola Jovich, Paolo Bencaro, Usman Garuba, Juan Nunez, and Jan Mentero. But that's, Josh Giddy won over all of them. That would be Thunder Legend, Usman Garuba. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. How how could I forget? Um, so I mean, what is so is that is that for a player that it's, this is their first time doing international composition competition or something? Because um, I think this is Shay's first time. Yeah. Well, this is Shay's first time in in like FIBA World Cup. Maybe know? it has to do with age or something like that too. Um, yeah, maybe all those guys. What? No, because G Montero. Well, no, he. Yeah, Montero is young. He was just in the draft like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, hey, so winner, winner, chicken dinner, baby. Shout out Josh Giddy. Shout out. And as I said, Shea wasn't the MVP. He probably really was, but they had to give it to Dennis because he won the thing. Um, uh, did you see that? Did you see that interview after the game when you know in that, in that I guess, media scrum that is right before the locker yeah. rooms that the players go yeah. through. And then you know they were like, "Hey, do you do you feel like you were the best player out there?" And he was like, "What do you think?" And he so just you walked tell off. Me. Yeah, I you tell it. me. He walked off like he looked like he had to go poop or pee or something like that. But yeah, he just walked off. <laughs> like he had some weird. Hey, he had a weird gate go, walking away from. That. <laughs> oh, are we bringing back the gate gate? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want Shea playing on this on our team this year because his gate was just it was questionable. Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, man, that is uh, that, you know, it's shout all out, shout out. Who was that? Stephen Dolan? Or no, that was Tierney. <laughs> that was Tierney. Yeah, <laughs> he could have been on for this, but he missed his opportunity. So, um, but yeah, no, that's that's kind of all we had to talk about today with all the FIBA international play. Um, NFL started back today, so that's kind of where my mind's been. I'm, you know, just just quick fancy update. I am currently on track to go five and zero oh in all five of my leagues this week. Oh, so, uh, shout out to that. And for those of you who listened to our last podcast, Cone is on the verge of not being eliminated um, in hey, the elimination league. So there you go. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely be back on Friday. Uh, it will be a Dolan pod. We're going to try to have as many members of the unit on as possible. It's when we're gonna it's when we're gonna be shooting off some takes. We're gonna be doing some hot takes. We're gonna be doing some award predictions for the Thunder and for the NBA and. You definitely don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, It's coming fast. It's coming fast. Yes, sir. We are a month from uh, the return. So very yeah. excited for that. But hope everybody has a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.